Happy Thursday, Seattle hockey fans. It is a Seattle Kraken game day. I am wearing flowers. We're taking on the Minnesota Wild and the flower likely in net. I'm going to get you going for that game tonight. We'll have another watch party. I also want to recap our last win against Calgary and get you to know Eddie Olchek a little bit better. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. It is a game day, so we are going to get you ready for our matchup against Minnesota. Oh, yeah, and we've got a few members of our broadcast team and, of course, our roster heading home to the state of hockey. We'll talk about that. Speaking of broadcasters, later on in the show, I want to take you to an article, hashtag Goodreads, on Eddie Olchek, a new member of the broadcast squad. Of course, Nick Olchek also mentioned. And in the second stanza, I actually want to recap that win against the Calgary Flames. Um, I was unable to make it onto the microphone yesterday, just needed to take a little bit of a rest day. Uh, you know, maybe an optional day, so to speak. Uh, speaking of, it was an optional morning skate for the Seattle Kraken this morning, but I always appreciate those of you who interact with us on social media and, of course, subscribing on YouTube. And if you find value in this video, I hope you share it and subscribe. And uh, we have some fun stuff coming up. But let's get you ready for this game against the Minnesota Wild. Oh, yeah. And for this, I'm going to take you to someone who contributes at the NHL.com backslash Kraken website, friend of the podcast, Allison Lucan. This is going to be the, um, the match preview by Allison Lucan. Some things that we need to know. So one thing is that we know that the Wild are actually going to be opting for more defenders than forwards. So that's a, something a little bit different here. But by the numbers, I told you we we're going to talk about the Calgary game that's coming up. But in this article, Alice starts with um, talking about Calgary speed that they often use to create rushes. The Seattle Kraken was able to handle that. Um, when it comes to the Wild, they are really good at executing passes in the slot. Now, this makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I'll talk about it a little bit more when I recap the Calgary game. But as Allison says, the Kraken allow a lot of these, so they'll have to tighten that up. Defense, baby, defense. The Kraken's offense, according to Allison, she believes that there's an opportunity in this game for Wilder, middle of the pack when it comes to chances off the rush, 
off the four check and rebounds. So what that means to me, and I'm going to come out of this screen, you can look at the whole article, check out the show notes. But what that means to me is, and as Allison says as well, there's opportunities offensively. This could be an opportunity for the Seattle Kraken to really show us that offensive prowess. So I'm looking at that top line, Wenberg centering Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand. I want to see a little bit more from Bjorkstrand. Speaking of Allison Lucan, we talked to Allison Lucan about Oliver Bjorkstrand and a bunch of other things, including positionless hockey. Check that out on YouTube or, of course, wherever you listen to our show. But I, I, I really want to see the offense start buzzing. Our offense, our fourth line, has really been contributing well. If you joined us on Playback, thanks for those who did. We'll be watching, doing another live watch party on Playback. I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But we talked about Brandon Tanev. And we know how feisty and aggressive he is. He just has that orange cat energy, as we often say on the playback. It's kind of one of our little playback-isms. But we were joined by Chanel Keenan um, and a few other fans. And we were talking in the chat, uh, Chanel and I were on the microphone, that Brandon Tanev hasn't had that super aggressive look. But what he has been able to do on that third, sometimes on the third line, sometimes on the fourth line, is really contribute in open ice. He is winning puck battles. Um, he is making, you know, backhand, you know, home run passes to to really just spring some of his teammates free. He's connected with Geeky in that way. Morgan Geeky. The Geek Squad, you have to be happy with what Morgan Geeky has been contributing. I am a super uh, fan of Ryan Donato. I've said that before. There have been times where it feels like if we don't get Geeky, we'll get Donato. And that's not necessarily a like for like. Honestly, it, it, anyway, there's other things. You know I'm always going to talk about Ryan Donato, and we will talk about Ryan Donato a little bit more. But Morgan Geeky... Give that guy the minutes. He's been putting in time. So I'm very curious to see offensively if we'll be a little bit more creative against this Minnesota Wild squad. And then on the other side of things, penalties. The Wilds are averaging four penalties per game, and they have a 75% clip on the penalty kill. So um, this is what I want to talk about at the moment. I think it's important for us, you know, I like to pull up the stats, just kind of what we're seeing uh, from these two teams from the mathematical side of things. And this comes from the Seattle Kraken. They send us over these game notes. So I'm going to pull this up on the stage uh, or on the screen, but I'll walk through it. I'll talk through it for those who are listening audio only. So the Seattle Kraken, our record right now, 5-4-2. 500 team, baby. I love it. Uh, we have 12 points to Minnesota's 5-4-1 record, which gives them 11 points. The home record for the Minnesota Wild, 2-3-0. Not a massive sample size, but, you know, the trend is skewing our way as the road team. We have an equal record on the road, 3-1-1 one, one for both teams. We are dead even in our last 10, 5-4-1. The Seattle Kraken are looking to extend a win streak. I'd love to see it. We know we have a, a cr crazy low win streak. I believe it's three games. So that would, if we win over Minnesota, that would put us at three. And then we get um, another chance at the Penguins in their barn 
on Saturday. So we'll see that. Talked about the penalty kill, uh, the power play. We're sitting roughly around the same 26.8% for the Seattle Kraken, 27.8% for the Minnesota Wild. Jaden Schwartz is our leading scorer with 10 points. Love that. And Kirill Kaprizov with 13 points for Minnesota. So I'm going to toggle out of that, going back for a minute to Allison Lucan's article, players that she says that we should watch out for from, from the Minnesota Wilds. Brandon, Brandon Duhame, Jordan Greenway, Ryan Hartman, um, all with injuries. So that's part of what we see with the Minnesota Wild. They're not going to have those players. Uh, but of course, Kirill Kaprizov, Mats Zuccarello, Mark andre Fleury, a.k.a. Flower. I mean, he's got just great social media presence. For us, of course, Maddie Beneers. I'm going to talk so much more about Maddie Beneers, not only in the next segment, but also on tomorrow's show. We're going to focus on prospects and get back to our Firebird fries. Maddie Beneers, I mean, got his career, his first ever career game-winning goal. You'll hear um, a little bit about Maddie again in the second segment. So I love it. Another article, though, over on NHL.com backslash uh, Kraken. This one is talking about goal distribution. Now, with Carson Soucy getting on the board against Calgary, with Yanni Gord getting on the board against Calgary, Mark Morgan Geeky, I already talked to you about him. He got his third goal in four games. We have an even distribution. This is um, the article is three game essentials. This is by Bob Condor again in the show notes. But what I love that Bob is talking about is that we're really getting that even distribution. Our broadcast team talked about that a lot uh, during the intermission and also post game after that win, five four win. I got the score right when I had that squad cast with Jess Belmasto. I just thought that. I didn't see enough yet from the Seattle Kraken to think that they were going to clean up some things. But again, I'll talk about that in the next segment and uh, how I'm glad to be wrong. But players with multiple goals and multiple shots uh, that we really need to look out for. Again, we're going to talk about veneers. Jared McCann has been having a great uh, year. We already told you Jaden Schwartz is leading the way with 10 points. Um and Beneers, McCann, and Schwartz all have five goals. Burakovsky and Geeky have three goals. Larson and Alexiak have two. Uh, so that's interesting. Sprong has a couple of goals as well. And I think he is a player, absolutely, that if we want to really fire off and be aggressive, that Spronger is a player. Also, Minnesota, former Minnesota wild skater Ryan Donato. We'll see if he makes the lineup, but if not, we have Carson Coleman um, and Brandon Tanev uh, both have a game-winning goal apiece. So Beneers joins them. Again, love what Tanev has been able to do in open ice and um, not necessarily away from the puck, but more so winning those 50-50 battles. I don't see him crashing necessarily the net as much, but he's done so many other things that you can't be mad about it. Yanni Gord. He got that first goal. We'll hear from him in the next segment a little bit. I'd love to see him get involved a little bit as we keep talking about Shane Wright gate. When are we going to get time for Shane Wright? Honestly, and I said this on playback, you got to come to the live watch parties for my spicy hot takes. We'll have another one tonight. I'll tell you about later on the show, but Yanni Gord 
has struggled a little bit to really get up the points offensively. And I said for my money, and not that I think this is our uh, the best option, period, but if you really need and want to find room for Shane Wright, you might need to switch things up for Yanni Gord. Because again, Shane Wright plays the center position. Yanni Gord, I think maybe could use a little bit of a rest or a reset. Give Shane Wright that time. We'll see that Seattle Kraken at the time I'm recording is on the ice. So we don't know about Shane Wright yet, but follow at Locked on Kraken on Twitter in particular, and I'll keep you up to date on that. So that's what Bob Condor and we started with Allison Lucan. That's what they're saying about this game, about this game, excuse me, this matchup between the Minnesota Wild. But I want to take you back, back to Tuesday night and talk about Calgary, and then we'll land on what I'm expecting from tonight and then also going into Saturday. We will talk about the Pens game a little bit tomorrow, but I do want to focus on prospects. So that's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. We'll take you back to Calgary, what we learned from the team and what we need to see as far as building out consistency. But right now, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for betting in football, basketball, and of course, the National Hockey League. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and of course, in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, World Series, Hello, MMA, and boxing, is to go to betonline.net. You can head to the website today on your laptop, on your mobile device, whatever you got. Bet online is where the game starts. And we started with tonight's game day overview, but I'm going to take you back to Calgary. I really liked this game from Seattle. We got on the board first. I absolutely love to see it. But then we gave away the lead. Didn't, Didn't love that. But I predicted in my preview of this matchup with Jess Balmasto that we would see a 5-4 score. We talked about goals for, goals against that really averaged at about a 3-2 scoreline, but I just felt that we were going to need to see a little bit more. We also, of course, talked about no Martin Jones, no Philip Grubauer, and we know no Chris Drieger. And that then Joey Decord got the start. And oh, like... We know from our friends, our friend, our fan, hello, I cannot speak. We know from our friends over at Locked on Sens podcast that Joey Decord is a real one. He was amazing for the Charlotte Checkers last year, and he did not disappoint. My goodness, the Seattle Kraken withstood 40 shots from the Calgary Flames. Flames, excuse me, and Joey Decord put up a 900 save percentage. Love that. Here's what Joey Decord had to say about the team win after the game. Yeah, I mean, hockey's a crazy game. Um, it was a nuts game. I just can't believe, uh, you know, you, you get up too quick in the third. It's 4-2. You're like, ah, that's probably it, <laughs> you know, and um, just an amazing effort out of our team. Uh, I think it kind of shows the character that we have in this room. Um, to battle back like that and um, 
our PK was awesome all night. Guys blocking shots, making my life easy. Um, and then to get a shorthanded goal um, from Gordo was just huge. And, um, you know, I, I felt like um, we just, yeah, it was just a huge character win for us. And I'm just happy to be a part of it and, and uh, play a part in the win. You like to play the puck a little bit more actively. How do you balance being active and helping your team make plays, but also maybe not taking too many risks? Well, I think it's um, it's a fine line, and um, you know some games are you're going to have uh, more clean touches than others. Um, they tonight did a really good job keeping the puck away from me, so I didn't feel like I actually got to play it that much. And when I did get it, I didn't have a lot, so just tried to keep it simple and help out my D as much as I could, just with talking. And um, if I did get it, moving it quick. And uh, you know, usually like I have, that was my first game this year with the team, so usually because uh, I'm a little more active than most goalies, it takes a couple games just to get the chemistry down. But um, we ha- we had a pretty good tonight, so. So we're big fans of Joey Decord here on the show. Uh, I saw on Kraken Twitter people kind of asking, um, you know, is he NHL ready or still just a solid AHL goalie? He's definitely a solid AHL goalie. We saw what he did with the Charlotte Checkers last year. As far as the NHL to be determined, I was a little bit nervous. I talked about paternity leave and what we'd see happen with Martin Jones. I'm We're still not 100% sure if it was officially a paternity leave. Well, I guess not officially because I guess uh, I saw some tweets that paternity leave doesn't exist in the NHL, which is wild to me. But anyway, Martin Jones, it is looking like we'll be back with the team. Christopher Gibson suited up in uh, and would have come in in relief of Joey Decord, but he didn't need any relief. But again, I want to talk a little bit more about Christopher Gibson. And I was asked about, I say often that I'm not going to buy a, a Seattle Kraken or a Coachella Valley Firebirds jersey until they have a BIPOC player. And I didn't want to assume I didn't have too much time to do a deep dive into Christopher Gibson before he was announced uh, as, you know, being our second goalie. But um, yeah, I think it might have to be Christopher Gibson. Talked about it on playback, um, but uh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. Again, we're going to talk about prospects tomorrow, but we are expecting Martin Jones back. I'd love to see Joey Decord get some more time. Could he get time against Minnesota, another road game? We have a, a road game against Pittsburgh. I don't know. To be determined. But I think that he put some of my reservations to bed in that game. That being said, I still have a lot of questions about our defense. I'm not thrilled with our defense. And it sounds like this Minnesota Wild team knows how to expose the slot. We get lost in the middle of the ice, mostly in my opinion, because we're puck watching. We're a little bit late to spots. I talked about this a lot on playback. It's a pet peeve of mine. So if you ever want to hear me break down defense, make sure you're coming to our playback watch parties. I really get into it. It is my passion. I think everyone should play good defense and I'm really flabbergasted why the Seattle Kraken more often than not don't play good defense. So anyway, about Joey Decord, I liked his performance. Uh, We talked about Yanni Gord. Let's hear from him about what his mindset is when he's shooting the puck. On my my goal? Yeah. Uh, I don't read anything. I just... (laughs) I close my eyes, honestly. I, I, I don't know. I just... I saw a low blocker. I'm like, that's usually my shot, and I just took it, and and it worked. I, I don't know what to tell you. 
that's a short clip, just a fun one, because I thought that was hilarious. And, you know, we want, if that's what it takes for Yanni Gord, he, he scored a shorthanded goal. I love that for us. Shout out to Chanel Keenan, who called that. She's like, oh, you know, watch them get a shorthanded goal. She called that on playback. It was amazing. Uh, we have so much fun on those watch parties, and we're having one tonight. And should have another guest or two joining us from the Locked On NHL Network. So, Make sure you tune in and join us on the stage on playback. That's playback.tv backslash Black Rosie Media. Sometimes you'll see it as Black Rosie Media 1, but it might also be Black Rosie Media underscore NHL. Either way, check the show notes and on Twitter. We'll have the room. Both links should work for you, but we're Black Rosie Media 1 or Black Rosie Media underscore um, or underscore hockey, excuse me, not NHL, underscore hockey, because we're going to watch college hockey and stuff on there too. Coming up next, I want to take you to um, a, an article on Eddie Olchek. Um, you know, I think the bromance between Eddie and John is a little bit heavy, but I think that mostly comes from John. I've talked about it before, but I've also talked about how I have a lot of respect for Eddie Olchek. I've really liked what Nick Olchek brings to the studio analysis. So I want to take you over to a hashtag Goodreads on a Thursday, where you can learn a little bit more about Eddie Olchek and, by way, um, his youngest son, Nick. Hey, thanks as always, hockey fans, for listening to Locked on Kraken. We have so many amazing shows, and I'm so thankful that you make Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. But also... You can listen to Locked On Sports today. Now, this is an opportunity for you to hear the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Now, that's available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, and, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. But don't forget, we also um, have our Game to Game So. Tonight's a game day. So what I'll do is after the game, I will give a, a quick, usually 60 to 90 second recap of the game. We're going for another win tonight, but those will be part of our game to game, which is a part of Locked on NHL. But okay, let's take you to this article. Just a reminder for those who don't know, um, the, the athletic is behind a paywall. I believe in paying fairer prices. I also know that some people don't want to pay for subscriptions. Totally get it. I'm going to go over this. I'm going to show this on the screen, but I am also, you know, I have a subscription, so I'm going to share with you a little bit and summarize, but I highly recommend that you take a look at this article. So it's up here. Let me make it a little bit bigger so we can all see what's going down here. How Eddie Olchek found comfort in the Kraken after leaving the Blackhawks. Scott Powers is the author, and Scott does a great job in this article, starting with, we've all been a stranger in a strange land, right? And so Scott does a really great job of taking us to that moment where Eddie was walking around Kraken Community Iceplex, not really knowing how to use his key card and trying to figure it out. They also talk to Nick Olchek and about how it is a little bit strange. Those are Chicagoans through and through. We talked about that on playback as well. Um, Chicagoans through and through, I talked about before on the podcast how I, even as someone who doesn't, uh, who didn't grow up listening to MNHL games, 
I knew of the respect of the Olchek family and, uh, and, and in Chicago, I've known what Eddie has gone through and how inspiring he's been um, for what he's been able to do in the hockey community on and off the ice in Chicago. So coming to Seattle was huge. And it's never, uh, you know, a good feeling when you feel like you want to go back, someone else wants you to go back, but you stay uh, in your lane when it comes to what you expect and you can't bridge that gap. There's a little bit of grief um, and sadness, but Eddie wanted to to call some hockey. He knew what his number was. And I like that. I respect that. I think you have to know your worth in this life. So that also has been an inspiring story for me, uh, just as someone who's in the game and you know how tough it can be. Anyway, I talk about the bromance. John Forslund is so into Eddie Olczyk. It's like a little ridiculous in my personal opinion. It, am I mad about it? No, I do think it's a little over the top, but I think Eddie has shown that he's really a great facilitator. He takes that on. He really imparts his opinion a lot on the broadcast, which I think is great because he is coming from that former player perspective. We talked about this on, on playback. I um, am always, you know, rooting for everyone black. I'm going to keep it 100%. I talked about getting a BIPOC jersey. That's the only time I would get a, or the first time I would get a jersey with a player's name on the back is if we have a BIPOC player on this team. We do now. We'll talk about Chris Gibson a little bit more tomorrow. Um, so seeing JT Brown, sometimes, you know, you go between the benches and you're not always as engaged. It can be very tough. I've gone between the benches actually at the Predators. What are they? Bridgestone Arena? The now they're called the Premier Hockey Federation, but at the time it was the NWHL All-Star Weekend, and it can be tough. You're seeing the action down there, but you don't want to disrupt what's going on above. Anyway, um, I was a little bit worried that JT would get lost in the sauce, but it's actually been Eddie who's been doing a great job of getting JT involved. And so, um, you know, this just, I mean, also the, the humor that Eddie brings and that he, he really does light up John. And that is good for all of us. Again, the bromance a little bit much for me, but John is having a good time. And it's not the, to say that he wasn't with JT, but you could, you could tell it's different. It's different. So I like that. Um, you know, and so Olchek just really talks about some of the legends of the game here. He talks about being on the national broadcast. He talks about, of course, him and his son coming over um, to the Seattle Kraken. And he talks about how Nick had his deal first. And so what was that going to look like? Was he want to, you know, was he going to come over, you know, knowing that, his son was here. And so here's a quote from Nick. My plan was to be in Indy for four years. And then I was starting to put feelers out for Amer for American League color jobs, said Nick, who was hired along with Allison Lucan for a studio analyst role this season. My plan, full honesty, was then to make the jump to the American League for five years and then have 10 years in the minors and then maybe get a chance in the NHL. I never thought to be completely honest, I'd get 35 games last year, let alone one. And now to have a full-time job as a broadcaster in the NHL, it's unbelievable. It's come so much quicker than I thought. Um, and then of course you also have Rick Olchek. And so, um, 
He talks about it being unique, about being a hockey family and all being in the same organization. But he says the Sutter family, they've been able to do it together, Brian, Daryl, Dwayne, and they've had situations where they've worked in the same organization. So I've always admired uh, that. I know how close their family is, and I know how close we are as a family, given our age discrepancy. It's four years uh, between brothers, and of course, Eddie is the dad. Uh, he and I were never able to play against each other on the same team in any sport. And so to be able to work with him, it's extremely satisfying, gratifying. I love that. And I'm happy for the organization, obviously, on a professional level. But on a personal level, I'm just ecstatic and over the moon. Uh, Rick Olchek, of course, works more um, – on the, he's a scout. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, you know, the way we think as humans, I think sometimes it's like, oh, wow, we're all working together like nepotism. But I think honestly, it just seems like they're a hockey loving family. They have so many different, um, assets that they can deploy. And I think we are the better for it as Seattle Kraken fans. So that's our show for today. We will hear from uh, at least Nick in studio. I am not exactly sure if Eddie is traveling. Again, we know he still does national broadcast stuff, but JT and Piper, they are going home to Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And then you have also some players with Minnesota ties that, of course, is um, you've got Ryan Donato, who played for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Carson Soucy also played for the Wild. Car Carson Coleman and Will Borgen are um, Minnesota natives. So it's going to be fun to see. Either way, the state of hockey will be well represented. And we will see you on playback tonight. I've talked about playback before. Here's our graphic. You'll see this on social media, but check the show notes and on social media to uh, find out when we have that. It's uh, again, playback.tv backslash black Rosie media one should take you there. So um, I'm really excited for another playback room. I should have, I think Ann Kimmel's going to join us for a little bit before she has to head over to the Preds game and keep an eye on that and maybe a, another guest or two, but it's open invitation. Come in whenever you want. I'll be watching the whole game. Help me stay awake for these Pacific, uh, or I guess this one is central time. So I'm actually in central, so that's not too bad, but um, come enjoy me really getting into it about defense. I really break down play on defense and I'm a little bit concerned about Larson uh Susie not as much but Larson's been a little bit of a sore point for me and Justin Schultz also racking up the penalties he racked up a lot of penalties in the game against Calgary so I'll probably be talking about that but be kind to yourself and to each other I also, if you are so led, I hope that you just send some good vibes to Jess Belmasto. She joined me earlier in the week, but has been having um, a family situation that she has to tend to. So we're a big hockey loving uh, family and a community, which means of course that we support one another. So be kind to yourself, be kind to each other, send some love to someone who needs it. And if that's you, I'm sending it your way. Hold fast. Stay true. And tonight we glide and we say, let's go Kraken. I hope to see you on playback. If not, I'll be back tomorrow to talk about Seattle Kraken prospects. Peace.